Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Freedom of Species brings animal advocacy to the airwaves. It's a radio program dedicated to raising awareness of issues concerning animals. This includes advocacy, activism, protection, conservation and, importantly, appreciation. The show is broadcast from the 3CR studios in Melbourne on 855am and we're streamed live via the 3CR website. Recent podcasts are also available at 3cr.org.au and at freedomofspecies.org. All previous podcasts are available by iTunes. And today we're going to kick off um, by listening to a few songs to get us into the theme and mood for this, um, this podcast. We're going to be talking about humane education. So what better than to start with Pete Seeger's What Did You Learn in School Today? What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? I learned that Washington never told a lie. I learned that soldiers seldom die. I learned that everybody's free, and that's what the teacher said to me. That's what I learned in school today, that's what I learned in school. What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? What did you learn in school today, dear little boy? Can you hear me? Or is my sound just off? Do they choose not to take heed? Or am I just not speaking loud enough? Is this message overlooked because it did not come with a bird attached in its foot? Or in the form of a glorious book? They didn't find this message burning in a bush, scripture or novel. Neither did it come in a bottle. This message is not a product of thousands petitioning. Neither did a million men march until their feet were blistering. Nor did it spurt forth from the mouth of a corpse. Because when we was young we was told the revolution would not be televised. So we had to... 3CR Radiothon 2018, Fight for Your Mic. The 3CR annual Radiothon fundraiser is almost here. From June the 4th to the 17th, we're asking you to help us stay on air by making a generous donation. Any amount you can afford makes a big difference, and all donations over $2 are tax deductible. To donate, call 
3CR has a brand new show coming very soon. It's called Dialogues and it's a show where we discuss the big questions in life every Wednesday night at midnight for one hour. I'm Joe Raleigh. And I'm Meg Kimber. And we'll be your presenters. Each week, Joe and I talk with a new guest who has interesting insights about life. And we'll be covering topics like spirituality, creativity, digital technology, pets, comedy, families, mental health, and many, many more. Dialogues is a show for everyone, a community space to bring people together. So if you're in the mood for deep, meaningful, stimulating and funny conversations, then Dialogues is the place for you. So join us for some late night chats every Wednesday night from midnight, beginning on Wednesday the 23rd of May. You can go to 3cr.com.au slash dialogues or on Facebook, just search Dialogues on 3CR for more details. Today, we will be speaking with Megan Moon, who is the president and founder of the Humane Education Coalition. Megan's the board president of Living Unchained and has been working in the humane education space with various organisations, including the Institute for Humane Education and the SPCA and others for close to 10 years. We're very lucky to have Megan chat to us today about the Humane Education Coalition and to help us understand what humane education is and why it's so important that we use it. G'day, Megan. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Adam. Thanks for having me. Um, before we before we get jump right into the humane education stuff, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what um, what drove you to get into humane education? Sure. Yeah, um, I'm thrilled to introduce myself. So I've been, um, I've actually been working in the field of nonprofit management and administration for about 13 years, most of that time in the field of humane education. And uh, I noticed along the way, uh, several um, similar challenges for the organizations I worked with. Many of them uh, tended to sort of operate in silos, kind of autonomously recreating the wheel. And I, I kept thinking that perhaps there were more effective ways to use resources and to work together, um, especially when funding for nonprofits and NGOs uh, is so limited and very competitive, particularly in the area of education. So it's kind of the, the impetus for the coalition's development. Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a fantastic reason to um, to start a coalition. I think you've hit the nail on the head, which is that the funding is so tight in these spaces that having a strategic um, utilisation of those funds could be really useful for everyone involved. Um, so mm -hmm. before we get into more about that, can you tell us what is humane education? What what does it do? Yeah. Why do we use it? <laughs> That's a great question, Adam. Um, humane education has been historically uh, sort of broadly defined as the use of education to nurture compassion 
and respect for living things. And it is most often associated with animal protection. The coalition sort of embodies this definition that um, I guess we, we sort of believe that humane education is more solutions driven. It is very innovative and uh, it ultimately we're, we're working toward creating a better world for all people, all animals and the environment. So it really is this very large, all encompassing sort of umbrella term for environmental ethics and animal protection human rights and social justice, even things like media literacy, social and emotional learning, pro-social literacy, and more. And we use a very values-based learning format to help individuals of all ages learn about these critical issues in our world and then identify some solutions for a better, brighter future, ultimately. Wow, that just sounds beautiful. <laughs> I love it. It touches on all of those absolutely key topics, all of those key issues facing our world, animals, environment, um, human justice. And you, you mentioned that it's solution-driven. Do you mean in comparison to um, stock standard education, maths and English and all of that sort of jazz? So you mean that people, you're getting getting people to think about problems and figure out how to solve them. Is that, is that the idea? Sure. Yeah, that's, that is it. We, you know, we, we face so many global challenges and, and of course each country has their own set of challenges, but globally we're, we're dealing with pollution and poverty and animal exploitation and cruelty, violence toward humans and animals and inequality and world hunger. And the list is, is, is very long. And all of these issues, uh, they really make humane education a necessity for people everywhere in the classroom and out in formal settings and informal settings. Ultimately, we sort of want individuals to explore the link between these issues that are quite interconnected and encourage them to seek out accurate information to develop some positive and, and meaningful solutions for our world. So it is very solutions oriented. Um, from the Institute for Humane Education, there are uh, four essential elements of humane education. Those include acquiring the knowledge about the, the, the challenges we face globally, mm -hmm. thinking deeply about those issues, both critical thinking and, and uh, systems thinking. So really exploring some of those broader uh, issues uh, and, and connecting some of, the, some of the challenges that these different sectors each face. And then considering some um, choices we can make as individuals to uh, essentially aligning our choices with our values for a more compassionate and, and responsible overall um, attitude toward ourselves, our, our other humans, other species in, in the planet that we share, and ultimately thinking about problem solving. Coming up with you know, implementing ideas and um, and considering 
important, meaningful challenges that, uh, that we so desperately need. It sounds like it really hits some key boxes in terms of education as well. So from a from a higher education institution, you know, the critical thinking, the problem solving and the communication research, all of that stuff is just essential for people developing their own um, ability to function well in the world. And it, it sounds like humane education not only promotes um justice and uh, and a better world but also promotes these really fundamental and key uh, educational elements and learning elements that are that are vital for everyone really so um, it's, it's mm-hmm. it excites me to hear hear this explanation that you're giving um it really makes a lot of sense to me uh, and I, I can see it translating into my own teaching <laughs> yeah yeah it's um it's pretty remarkable how uh, how humane education, the concepts and pedagogy can be applied or aligned with so many different types of education and educational methodologies. There's a lot of overlap and um, interconnectedness there as well, which makes humane education very accessible. And I, I think... Um, a critical component of of any learning uh, in the classroom or or outside of the classroom could benefit from incorporating humane education into their into their education strategies. Absolutely. Um, so, could you give us a bit of a, a solid example of what humane education might look like in the classroom? And, and can you clarify? Is it any any sort of learning environment? So, prep to higher education. I think I've heard about um, people doing humane education in prison populations, which is sounds fantastic. Like, does it does it work anywhere? It does. Yeah. Um, you know, humane education takes so many different forms. I think there. I think we, um, as a field, so as a as an academic field and as a social movement, we for the definition of humane education. And that is an important element of our work at the coalition to provide some of that um, clearer, more concise uh, definition for our field. Um, and, and so there are, there are a number of pedagogical variations within our, uh, within our work. I, I know many organizations here in the U.S. and beyond that uh, teach humane education in the classroom using traditional lesson plans with learning outcomes and objectives. Um, Other organizations practice uh, outdoor learning, and it's much more freeform. And uh, as part of that, many exciting questions and and opportunities for discussion can can arise, and (laughs) a a lot of really great work can come out of that, and a lot of uh, new ideas and, and consideration for humane education can grow from that sort of freedom uh, for young people to think creatively. Um, we've also seen humane education adopted at the college level. So lots of universities sort of borrowing different aspects of humane pedagogy in their instruction, whether that's teaching about farmed animals and animal agriculture and the challenges those animals face, or even the interconnectedness of those issues with human rights challenges uh, related to the individuals who work within the animal agriculture industry. 
um, and also, of course, the environmental impacts of that industry. So uh, a lot of opportunity for discussion about how these issues relate to one another. And ultimately, um, I, I think I, I really see humane education as an opportunity not for indoctrination, but for providing information. So mm -hmm. accurate, articulate information that allows individuals to draw their own conclusions mm -hmm. from from what they're learning and form their own values as educated, informed individuals. Yeah, it's a it's an opportunity to spark that conversation and get people to reflect on their own behaviours and society's behaviours in a mm -hmm. more critical way. Yeah, it sounds great. Want to support 3CR's diverse and independent voices? Donate now by calling 9419 8377 or donate online at www.3cr.org.au or post us a cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. You're listening to Freedom of Species on 3CR. And we've just listened to the song Free Your Mind by Blitz the Ambassador on the album Native Sun. And earlier on, uh, before we started the interview with Megan, we listened to I Will Not Let an Exam Decide My Fate by Suli Brakes. We'll get back into the interview with Megan and um, listen to a few more songs later on. You already mentioned uh, that you're obviously a part of the Human Education Coalition. You've founded it. You're currently the president, um, and it's working towards promoting human education, being a sort of a, a place for different humane education groups or organisations to work with to get a um, a mutually beneficial outcome around human education. What other things mm -hmm. is the Human Education Coalition doing? So are there, are there key elements of the coalition that you're working on? Yes, yeah, great question. Thanks, Adam. Um, you know, the coalition is still relatively new. We actually just celebrated our one-year anniversary in March of 2018. So we're really just getting the ball rolling within the organization. Uh, our mission is to advance the field of humane education 
for the betterment of all living things. And advancing the field uh, takes many different forms within the organization. We want to raise the bar of distinction in the field as a backbone organization for the, the field as both an, both an academic field and as a social movement, because again, it really is dual purpose. And we also want to build credibility around the work of humane education. It takes so many different forms with many different types of organizations. And what we want to provide is some structure and uh, maintain some degree of strategic coherence to our work in order to build that credibility. Um, and so we collaborate with many different partner organizations around the world. In fact, we have 66 partners and affiliates in 21 countries currently. So, and that, that is growing, um, which is wonderful. And each of those organizations represents a different sector of humane education. So we've got some organizations involved from animal protection, others from human rights, and more from environmental ethics. And we're working together to achieve some common goals and also for the coalition to support their work in, um, in what I think are some pretty innovative ways. So for partner, oh, go ahead. No, no, please, please. Okay, <laughs> um, so for partner agencies, we offer some small grant funding. We do have funding available, um, consulting services, and uh, an annual virtual speak series. It's called the Humane Summit, and that is a, a we think it's a really great professional development opportunity. Um, excellence awards and public relations benefits. Uh, to support our partners' work in, in many different capacities. Um, of course, all of this we plan to do at, at no cost. We do have a no-fee philosophy. So we believe in reducing barriers between our constituents and the tools that they need to learn and teach and thrive. So we don't charge any mandatory fees to be involved with the coalition or take advantage of our programs or our initiatives. Um, so in addition to, yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, so in addition to some of those um, internal programs we offer to support the partners, we're also working collaboratively with them to achieve some groundbreaking initiatives in the field of humane education. And, and that includes uh, research and policy and accessibility. Um, for example, we are developing a peer-reviewed open access academic journal specific to the field of humane education. This will be the first of its kind, and there's a lot of interest in, um, in this publication. So it's, uh, it's called the International Journal of Humane Education, and we're preparing for the first publication in 2019. So be on the lookout for that. It's not far and away. Not at all. <laughs> um, you know, we're also exploring some ways to support the inclusion of humane education in school standards, starting here in the United States, um, looking at initiating some policy enforcement strategies where humane education is currently mandated. Um, and there are actually 18 states here in the United States that have some 
type of policy uh, that mandates humane education as part of school standards. Wow. So we want to, yeah, yeah, it's actually quite surprising um, considering, um, you know, I, I expect some of that from our European partners, um, but in the United States, we, we it's, it's a growing movement. There's, um, there's certainly a lot of work to be done, and we have a, a lot of exciting initiatives related to policy. Um, we think we can make some headway with policy enforcement strategies and helping educators learn about the policies in their states and then provide resources that assist them in fulfilling those mandates. Yep. Um, and additionally, we, uh, we offer a resource toolkit on our website. Uh, currently, we have more than 330 resources, and it is completely free to use. Um, and those resources are applicable to a wide range of educators and practitioners who are interested in, in any aspect of humane education. So we have got lesson plans and activities, uh, lots of great research and sources for research, books and films and, and conferences and, and professional development opportunities. So plenty of ways to, to learn more about humane education and how to infuse the curriculum or your program with humane education. That's fantastic. So yeah. And that actually leads on to my next question quite nicely, which is where can people find out more information about um, the about humane education, which I, so it sounds like on your website you've got plenty of information there, resources that people could actually use uh, mm -hmm. to practice humane education or, or learn more about humane education. So how will people find the Humane Education Coalition? Sure, yeah. Um... I invite anyone interested in learning more to visit our website. It is www.hecoalition.org. We have a wealth of information about all of our different initiatives and programs, as well as um, a lot of information about joining as a partner agency, um, including um, partnership guidelines. So it is there is a, a process involved to become a partner of the coalition, but we truly want to make it as accessible and inclusive as possible. Our effort to advance the field of humane education really means that uh, we, we have to be a very accessible agency um, that produces quality materials to support the field. Um, and actually in, in the future, we will be drafting some best practices and guidelines for the field of humane education. Surprisingly, uh, although this field is um, at least uh, a century old, and, and in fact, some would argue uh, much older, um, there really aren't any best practices or, or guidelines for our work. And the coalition would like to create those best practices in collaboration with partner agencies, and then offer accreditation to organizations whose education programs can meet those guidelines. Uh, and we really think that will help build credibility for the movement um, overall to have accreditation for, for the type of education we provide. You've mentioned a couple of times now, um, just quickly, that that you're building, trying to build 
credibility for the humane education movement. Has there been an issue with credibility or is it just that um, there's not those standards, there's not those guidelines, so people don't see it as, as serious as it really is? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So, um, so the field, humane education's origins are really rooted in the, the kindness to animals ethic. And, um, and while that is true, I, I think our current collective work in the 21st century is uh, not so limited in, in scope. Um, I think we're, we're reaching many more audiences and our, um, our strategies and our material that we can provide in this field is uh, much richer and 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 more comprehensive. So, there are many schools of thought regarding humane education. You know, even even again, just providing that definition for the field. Um, many individuals view humane education as as like this slice of the human development pie. Is kind of how I describe it. It's kind of like it it fills the gap between other educational methodologies and um, and that's great and I think that that at one time that was a very valid um, needed element for human development we just haven't had the research to support the field and to mm -hmm. support our education frameworks and because we again lack that clear consensus for our work we run into many challenges the field has collectively, and we've discovered that through our feasibility assessments and also um, also just studying the history of the movement. Um, there is a lack of research. There is uh, difficulty. You know, organizations face challenges expanding their reach. There have been historically uh, limited opportunities for collaboration and um, significant philosophical variations and, and pedagogical variations, which ultimately means that we struggle or, or have historically had difficulty uh, growing our knowledge base. And, um, and without a clearer direction, without more, more structure, it will be very difficult to establish credibility for the field as a true academic field in its own right. Um, we need the research we need the structure. We, we certainly would, would greatly benefit from um, clearer and more sufficient policy. And, uh, and that is really what we're hoping the coalition will uh, provide for the field. That's great. I mean, because the credibility will then help the promotion of humane education. And it does sound like such an important tool for us to be tackling those prejudices against animals the environment and others um so yeah that makes a lot of sense now that you that you mm -hmm. um speak through it uh just a couple more very quick quick points um if there's so you mentioned earlier that uh partners edu humane education partners can um join with the coalition or get involved with the coalition mm -hmm. you mentioned how to do that um but what if there's an individual out there who isn't part of a humane education group but is trying to work um, in developing 
curriculum for humane education. Is there a way that they can get involved and, and learn more about um, what Humane Education Coalition is doing and align their work with the coalition? Certainly. I think there's a, a lot of uh, opportunity there. First and foremost, we are always looking for leaders in the field of humane education and in different uh, capacities worldwide to serve at the board and advisor level for the coalition. We have a growing advisory council of experts and individuals, practitioners, um, and others who are involved in this field who either want to expand their knowledge base or are looking to support the coalition in our efforts to advance the field. Um, additionally, we are um, we offer the Humane Summit each year. That's that speaker series uh, mm -hmm. that we hope to have our first speaker series in early 2019. Um, and that is really targeted toward the individual. We know our partners and the representatives from those agencies will benefit from the uh, the summits and the presentations. Uh, but we, we certainly are, are, are hoping we can um, encourage many different individuals, educators, and, and others to take part in the summit, uh, you know, watch some of the presentations, glean some valuable information to take back to their work or to apply to their work. And um, ultimately, uh, that's, I think that's one of the best ways for individuals to get involved. Great. Great. Um, was there any final, final comments you wanted to make about humane education to the audience? Yeah, um, and I think humane education is one of the most critical elements of our time. Um, I, I think despite any previous confusion about the field, whether or not, you know, it's, it's, um, it has struggled to be defined, uh, we are at a point, I think a, a really pivotal moment um, in the humane education movement to redefine the field, breathe some new life into it, and meaningfully grow it. Um, I think we have the ability to, to advance this field in new and exciting and innovative ways, and we can nurture it with more research to support its efficacy. We can build that credibility with um, ultimately, you know, creating systemic global change in education with some collaborative initiatives. And um, ultimately, I think we can raise the bar of distinction and utilize some best practices, holistic best practices to align our educational approaches for the betterment of our world and its inhabitants. <laughs> so, um, you know, the coalition is here to support the work happening in this field. We are here to provide some strategic coherence to the field and, and, uh, and to help advance it in some, some really exciting ways. Um, the coalition envisions a compassionate and sustainable future for all people animals and the planet and we are absolutely looking for more agencies and more individuals to to join us to get involved and to be a part of this uh, global systemic change in education i love it 
you certainly have my vote. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it just seems to me after this conversation that humane education, the world needs it with climate change, with the um, number of animals suffering in animal factory farms and with the degradation of our environment and biodiversity loss, as well as the tensions between humans all over the world, countries and individuals alike, the world needs humane education. And it's so great to hear mm -hmm. that there is, there is a group of people working so strategically to try and bring a, a vision, a, a positive vision of the world to, to everyone. I love it. Fantastic. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you very much for joining us, Megan. Thank you, Adam, and, and thank you for believing in our work. Thank you. Located in the heart of Thornbury, the Islamic Museum of Australia showcases the cultural and artistic heritage of Australian Muslims. Don't miss our latest youth-based exhibition, Ways to be Muslim, and immerse yourself in a series of photographic portraits and unique personal narratives. This exhibition is hosted in partnership with Muslim Collective and the Victorian State Government and is showing until July 8th. Visit the museum website for more information. The Islamic Museum of Australia is a 3CR supporter. Forty-five Downstairs and Future Leaders are inviting submissions from emerging Australian visual artists for the Emerging Artist Award 2018. From cutting-edge artistic practices to new takes on traditional styles, selected works will be exhibited at 45 Downstairs Gallery in June. A special guest judge will award prize money to the two artworks that best demonstrate originality and innovation. Submissions close on Monday the 21st of May. For more information, visit 45downstairs.com. A 3CR supporter. That was the middle passage by X True Nature X, and we just uh, had a conversation with Megan Good from the Humane Education Coalition, and sort of what I get from Humane Education is that it's about opening our eyes and opening our our hearts and our minds and and learning about um, creating a sustainable future for not only ourselves, but for other animals and the environment. And one place where I sort of feel that we can learn a lot, a lot about different people, about different animals and the world is through music. Um, and music can tell us so much and, and uh, really charge our emotions and give us, give us insight um, into other people's lives and perspective. So just to close out the rest of the show, I'm going to play a couple of songs that I find um, particularly educative, and um, I hope you do too. So first up, 
I'm going to play um, a song by Gil Scott Heron called Whitey on the Moon. And I think it's a, it's a really fantastic critique of um, technology uh, from decades ago. And here it is. We have a poem here. It's called Whitey on the Moon. <laughs> and uh, it was inspired. It was inspired by some whiteys on the moon. So I want to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> right. I said. A rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bills. But Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. You know, the man just up my rent last night because Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. You can call it what you want, but it just don't mean a thing. No, it just don't mean a thing. Fuck that, honey. You can come and wave your flag, but it don't mean a thing to me. No, it just don't mean a thing. Fuck that, honey. You can call it what you want, but it just don't mean a thing. No, it just don't mean a thing. Fuck that, honey. You can come and wave your flag, but it don't mean a thing to me. No, it just don't mean a thing. Fuck that, honey. I said, hey, Briggs, pick a date. Okay. You know what? We can celebrate. Sure. But we can come together, yeah. talk about the weather, call that Australia Day. I said, how about March 8th? That's a good one. And we can do it on your next grave. And that was AB Original. Uh, with January 26. And you've been listening to Freedom of Species on 3CR, uh, 855 AM. And we are just about out of time. Up next is in Psychedelia with some good stuff coming up. So keep tuned and um, we'll leave you with a little song. In 2016, 3CR published a book to celebrate the station's 40th birthday. Years in the making, Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR, is a visually stunning account of the people and ideas that make up this dynamic station. At 300 pages, the book includes hundreds of images and over 50 features on programs, people, music and technology from across the decades. You can get your copy of 3CR's book for $49.50 at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Or online at 3cr.org. Dot au forward slash shop. Get a piece of your own history. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.